I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello. Okay. Before we get into today's episode, I want to personally invite you to my brand new workshop that I'm going to be doing July 27th. This is a free one-hour workshop where I will be teaching you everything that you need to know about how to build your online business. I'm going to be digging into why online business is the absolute best career in 2021 and beyond. I'm going to talk about the types of online businesses that exist out in the world. You will probably be shocked to hear all of the different options. And I'm going to be talking about how to choose the best one for you. This is not one size fits all. So you're really going to want to tune in and find out how to choose the one that's going to fit your lifestyle and be the most lucrative for you and your unique interests and skill sets. I'm also going to be teaching you the four things that all businesses need. This is probably going to surprise you when I explain the four things all businesses need because this is going to give you mind-blowing clarity about what's actually required to be successful with any business. Not only am I going to tell you what those four things are, I'm also going to be teaching you how to get them. This is going to mean that you are walking away with a clear roadmap to a profitable online business. You have never seen a training like this ever before, I have never put one on like this ever before. It is going to be incredible and you don't want to miss it. It's July 27th. It's completely free and you can register at build.samanthasiffring.com. I'll see you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. So speaking of being at the beginning of your business or struggling or maybe not even starting yet, there is one major reason that I see holding so many of you back from really going all in with your business or starting one at all. And that's this idea that you don't have what it takes, that this isn't for you, you can't be successful. And so I really want to dig into this today. I want to share some of my own story. I want to share with you what these thoughts really mean and what they're coming from and really give you some pointers for moving past these thoughts. Because what you're going to learn today is that I don't think that they're true. I think that they are your brain's way of trying to protect you from risk and the risk for disappointment, really. I shared this story on Mamata's CEO a few weeks ago, and I think it's so applicable here. I, when I was maybe in like high school and even before like middle school, I really believed that I had like 
a stunning singing voice. And this is really funny to share now. Now I think it's like so entertaining about myself, but at the time I was like, I have an amazing singing voice, but I was terrified to ever sing in front of other people because I was afraid that they would not think that I had an amazing singing voice. And then I would like basically have my whole positive view of myself shattered. Like I thought that there was this amazing thing about me that was true. And then I discovered that it was not true if I shared it with people. And then they said that it was not true. And then how would I feel then? And I know that's kind of a silly example, but for a lot of you, this is how you approach your business. You're afraid to sign clients. You're afraid to even try because you're afraid on the other side, what you're going to discover is that you can never be successful. So I really, really want to dig into this topic with you all today. So I want to talk about some reasons why I thought I couldn't be successful and reasons why I thought I didn't have what it was really going to take to build a business. So the first one, and this is one that still comes up for me, you're going to really love hearing this, is that I am a more quiet person and (laughs) I'm not like super outgoing. And this is kind of weird because it's almost like I have split personality about this because when I'm really comfortable with somebody and probably a lot of you have experienced this side of me because I am very comfortable now in my business. I didn't used to be, but now I feel like my business is one of my people that I'm comfortable with, my clients I'm comfortable with. Like this is a space where I am comfortable. So the way that I show up is much more outgoing, but like socially, like there was a event in our area, like in our neighborhood and I did not know anybody who was going to be there. And I was like, no way, I cannot go there. And Stuart was like, oh, I really want to go. We need to go. We can meet people. This will be so fun. I'm like, that couldn't be further away from my idea of fun if if it tried. (laughs) And I love people. Like if we're looking at personality and like the actual definition of introvert and extrovert, I am an extrovert. I get energy from being around other people but I'm incredibly not outgoing and pretty shy with people I don't know. I'm very uncomfortable and quiet around people I don't know, or if I just don't feel comfortable. So like, even if I do know that person, if I don't feel comfortable to just be my regular self, if I feel that that's risky for some reason, then they're not going to get the full me. So I would tell myself that the fact that I wasn't super outgoing, the fact that I'm kind of shy, the fact that I'm a quieter talker meant that I couldn't be successful. And this came up recently. My team sent me this graphic where they showed the sound waves of me and my friend Kristen when we were on that joint podcast episode. And they were like, just from the picture of the sound waves, can you tell who was talking where? And Kristen's was like, 5 million times bigger sound waves than mine. And I just noticed in that moment when I was shown that thing from my team, which like they thought was very funny. 
it really triggered this part of me that sees being a quieter speaker as not being good enough. So this is something I actively still am working on, not trying to be louder, but trying to love and accept myself more in those places where I don't feel good enough. And I will tell you, I have been working with coaches for at least six years now, and I've been doing personal development for almost my whole life. I was raised in the personal development space. Like this is what I have always been exposed to. And still my brain will offer up thoughts like this. Like this thing about you is not good enough, is going to stop you from getting to the next goal that you have. It's not a problem that our brain tells us stuff like that. It doesn't mean that it's true. It's just a thought that we have. And because of coaching, because of this work that I do, I'm able to look at those thoughts as thoughts and work through them and not allow them to stop me. But it doesn't mean that they never come up. So that's one of those stories that I had about myself that I still work through all the time. I also had a story that I couldn't be successful because I had struggled in other businesses. I had done a blog that went nowhere. (laughs) And actually a family member after, like this was like a couple weeks after I started my blog, a family member, um, we were at like a family dinner and she was just kind of like generally speaking, but it was a couple weeks after I started my blog. She was just like, why is everybody doing blogs? They think they have such original thoughts and it's just all stuff people already know and experiences other people have already had. It's not that special. And I was crushed about my little blog. So I was not very consistent with my little blog (laughs) after that. I really struggled to show up and try to make it into anything. I had an Etsy shop. Um, Wow. I have like weird stories about all these businesses. This is so funny. I had an Etsy shop where I made hair ties and little like zipper pouch bag things. These were like super popular in 2010 and 2011. And that's when I was doing these. And anyway, I had spent so much money on materials and beautiful fabric and cool colors of zippers and like lining and all this stuff and had made a ton of these pouches, put them on Etsy. I made a few sales and I was showing a good friend my, um, my zipper pouch. And I was like, oh, look at this thing I made. I'm so proud. And she was like, wow, I would pay like $10 for that. And I think that she thought that that was like a really nice thing that she was saying to me. And I had spent more than $10 on the materials to make that pouch. So once again, I was like, dreams crushed. (laughs) And really then struggled with that business. And I think this is just part of the journey. I see this with so many of my clients. Like it's not that other people were naysaying about the business and it's not that like anything, anything like that at all. It really is that that just wasn't my right business. And I was on this path 
moving towards the right business that I was really supposed to be building. I also had stories that I didn't start early enough. I didn't get into this early enough. I didn't have a lot of um, good network or connections. I didn't have a big social media following. I really thought that all of those things mattered so much to building a business. I had a lot of stories about not being popular in high school and that somehow mattering about my online business. And that's one that surprises a lot of people, but yeah, I was not popular in high school. I had lunch in the bathroom. I had lunch in classrooms with teachers and really struggled to find a good friend group all throughout high school. It was a very difficult time and graduating was the very best thing. College was a lot better for me. And even still, like I had hard times in college and I feel now like each year just gets better. Like my life just gets better and better every year. It's amazing. So I also thought that I was weird. Oh my gosh. I used to have this thought that there was this like weird wrong thing about me that everybody knew except for me. And I know a lot of you have this same thought because sometimes you will tell me and I'll be like, yes, (laughs) these are just thoughts humans have. And this is the most fun thing about me having been a coach for so many years now is that I have so much perspective about this stuff. I have so much perspective about the thoughts that we all think that we think are our own terrible, shameful secrets that are really just every human brain's thoughts. Everybody's brain tells them these things. And the more that you hear it from other people, the more that it starts to break apart in your mind. It's why I wanted to share some of these thoughts that I have with all of you so that you can see that we have that in common And if you aren't already in Mama to CEO, you should join for this reason alone. Like, obviously, you would like to make money with your business, and you will when you join Mama to CEO. But the transformation you have watching the coaching calls and seeing other people's like secret, shameful thoughts that are actually also your secret shameful thoughts. Like you get to have this peek into hundreds of other women's brains and notice that the things that hold us back are all the same things. And when you start to see that, then you start to understand like, oh, these are just thoughts. Like this isn't like the secret truth of the universe inside of me. This is just like some shitty thoughts in my brain that we all have. It's so powerful being able to see that in other people. It's why I do exclusively group coaching now. I don't offer any kind of one-on-one, any kind of private coaching at all because there is so much transformation that you get in a group coaching format that you wouldn't have otherwise. So I really, really encourage you to join, to come to the live calls, to be able to start breaking up those thoughts and the hold that they have over you. Let's see. I have a couple more. I, 
I am not organized. This is so funny. We talked about this in Simple Scaling Mastermind recently. It was really adorable. My clients in there think that I'm very organized. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about me that screams I'm organized. I wish I could just show you right now the tornado zone that is my office. I have like 10 books and notebooks open. I have three journals open. I have lip glosses, coasters, drinks, three candles, all kinds of junk on here. (laughs) Pens everywhere. It's messy. I'm a messy person. (laughs) I'm not an organized person at all. If you are familiar with the Enneagram, I am a seven. And for those of you who are not familiar, I am just a fun, loving, maybe a little space cadet-y kind of person. And yes, this is my career. This business is my career. So the way that I present is very functional and having my act together, but that is not my natural state at all. And I highly prize organization in the people that I hire in my business so that they can help make up for me. (laughs) And it has been very nice as my team has grown to have that as a benefit. Like the things that I used to just like fly by the seat of my pants with that now I have a team who's like, here's the structure for you to fly inside of. It is so helpful. It's amazing. But I didn't have to be organized to make multiple six figures in my business when it was just me. I pulled it off just fine. I was organized enough. That's that's how I'll look at it. <laughs> organized enough to get things done. The last one that I really had as a story was that I was a mom. So a lot of the mentors that I looked up to, a lot of the business owners that I was trying to emulate or wanting to follow in the footsteps of didn't have kids. And the way that they would talk about building a business was not relatable to me because I had to cook dinner and change diapers and do the preschool drop-off and all the things. And I didn't have the lifestyle of being a single childless person who could just think about their business all day long. And even I felt like the successful parents that I saw who had businesses, they either had um, a wife because they were the dad and the wife was at home doing all of that, or they had their kids way after their business succeeded. And I felt like having young kids at the beginning of my business was going to count me out from big success. I actually set 50K as like per year as my goal when I first started, like not my first goal, my ultimate goal. I was like, if I could make 50K a year doing the thing that I love, I would be so satisfied and so happy. And yeah, that's amazing. I have a lot of clients who feel that way, who accomplish that. And it is amazing. But Once I got there, it really opened up my eyes to how I had been thinking small because I was a mom, because I thought I wasn't capable of doing more. And now I'm in this place where I'm like, I just want to keep seeing what I'm capable of. I just want to keep seeing like what else there is that I can do, what else I can prove that a mom can do. 
And I find that super compelling and that's why I continue to grow. So all of these things about me that I thought were a problem, not only were they not a problem, they were part of how I was able to become successful. All of these traits about me attracted my ideal clients to me. All of these things about me allowed me to find these like weird little workarounds. (laughs) Like I had this business advice, right? The business advice that's out there, the coaching I received. And then I was like the rule breaker. I would like find all these weird little workarounds to work with my lifestyle, to work with my personality. And then it worked. And so now that's what I teach. I'm like, hey, are you like a little weird? Here's some weird workarounds to make your business work. Has that other advice not really worked for you? Awesome. Me too. Here's the way that actually will work for us. So it led me to figuring out my particular way to be successful. The things that I thought would count me out have made my business more successful. And I know that it can be the same thing for all of you. I really believe that. Other people's success, stories, journeys, personality traits, have nothing to do with what is possible for you. There is no such thing as having what it takes or not. I really believe that everybody has what it takes for online business to build a profitable online business if they want one and have internet. You need to be able to get online to have an online business. But that's the only prerequisite besides wanting it. Do you want to have a super profitable business? Do you have internet? I can help you. That's all it takes. I just wonder, like, why would we ever be wired to want something that wasn't possible for us? I choose to believe that the things we truly want, we want because they are possible for us. Our heart is telling us that they are possible for us when we want them. I am not a religious person, so I just kind of choose to think that I have some inner wisdom about what's possible for me. But I think depending on what your belief system is, you could believe that God would not put a desire in your heart that you couldn't achieve because that is cruel. Like, is God cruel? Is the God you believe in cruel? If not, then they would not put a desire into your heart that is not possible for you, right? If you believe in the universe, like same deal. Is the universe cruel? No. I think it's just so important to question, like, why would there be a desire in you that wasn't possible for you, right? And why wouldn't you try? I think that's the saddest part, like using this concept to not even try, using this limiting thought you have to not even try. So, Just because you haven't seen someone like you 
who has done it. Or just because you doubt that you have what it takes doesn't mean anything. These are just thoughts. I want you to do a journal prompt. This is your official podcast homework. I want you to break the cycle. So think about this. For all this time in your life, if you're somebody who's been struggling with this, which I think all of us do on some level, you have been believing that you don't have what it takes or that you can't be successful. And you have been collecting all of the evidence why that is true. So you have decades of evidence that you have collected for why that is true. I want you to take some time in your brain to look for evidence on the other side. Why do I have what it takes? Why is it possible for me to do this? And I want you to force your resistant brain to come up with answers. It's going to be like, I don't know. No reason. I don't have what it takes. And you're just going to have to shut that down. Like it, it is a child throwing a tantrum in a store. We have probably all been there. Shut that down and say, no, I'm going to answer this. Why? Why do I have what it takes? All right. I hope you are feeling lit up by this. I know I am. I'm like, ooh, got a little spicy. (laughs) Went a little ranty on you here. But I really want you to see this. I want you to get to this place where you can throw away this story that you don't have what it takes because I just don't believe in that. And I don't think you should either. Like, why would you? Why would you choose to believe in something that hurts? Why would you choose to believe in something that is holding you back? Why would you fight for that limitation of yourself? Let's just not. Let's just stop doing that. All right. I will see you back here again next week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. 